Death to Us recap. I'm Britt. I'm Tim. And today we are recapping Married at First Sight, Season 14, Episode 5. It's not a sure thing. See what I did there? It's not a sure thing. Mm. I don't write the episode names, folks. Take it up with Mathis. <laughs> uh, before we begin, I just want the viewer or the listeners out there to know that Alyssa is literally... The nicest person <laughs> ever. To literally everyone. And why is this happening to me? How could this happen to me? <laughs> oh my God. <clears throat> <clears throat> okay, I'm done. <laughs> we can begin. <laughs> this episode is honeymoon-tastic. It's like finally we get a whole just honeymoon episode. And it doesn't disappoint. Oh, there's just too every much. Every single couple has something going on. And some disturbing things, for sure. Um, so we think the best place to start is the group boat trip. Which Let's do it. always got to be one. Yeah, this is, this is the new normal for Mathis. We, everyone on the honeymoon gets on a boat. We the only game we can think of playing with each other is Never Have I Ever, mm-hmm. which um, I think our takes on that have been well documented in previous seasons podcast episodes. Mm-hmm. My overall thing with this is, I mean, it makes for great TV. It's just it really freaking annoying how you know we're three days into a marriage and all of this stuff should not be talked about. With the group first. With the group first. Yeah. It's just, I just think it's lame and unfair for everyone. I don't know. That being said, I guess it's interesting to watch. I mean, it is. Okay. Okay, so before we get into Never Have I Ever, we have some separation of girl time and boy time. And it becomes clear, I mean, already you're like, oh, like this we focus on the women first and it's like clearly Katina cannot stand Lindsay. So you've got that element of things. It feels like Jasmine and Katina are like fast friends already. So you're like, okay, so does Jasmine not like Lindsay? Alyssa's a bitch. Jasmine does a pretty good job though of trying to explain both like giving, giving perspective about what Katina's saying. Like she's not being a catty mean girl here. No, I'm just saying off the bat, I was already, like, nervous because I can just feel that, like, there's tension in this group, you know? So we find out in this little round robin with the girls that, I mean, first things first, Alyssa refuses to talk about her relationship. And it's basically like, we don't need to talk about it. Please move on. So she looks like a dumb hoe. I'm sorry, but it's just like, her obsession, which we'll obviously get way more into this later, but her deep, deep obsession with how she comes across for camera, it's so, like, exhausting, you know? And it, like, really, like, it, your it, whole existence yeah. on this honeymoon that we are all, that we've all seen is your misery. And I mean, you're everything going to talk about it with the girls. Everything that she's doing, though, is, like, she's trying to be... She's trying to manage She's trying and control to, and direct Exactly. Everything. And it's just completely it so worse. blowing up in her face. Right. Like, it, yeah, it's, oh my gosh, she's a can. Yeah, she's an idiot. So there's that. That's that. Noi 
um, shares, you know, what we'll talk about a little more later. Like, she opens up that, like, she's basically falling hard for Steve real fast. Yeah. And has no, like, doesn't need to put on any airs about it and has just been quite upfront. And he obviously is like, wow. Like, he's, you can tell he's very into her, but there's no world that it makes sense to him to have that strong of feelings on in three days. So she shares that with the girls. But she's not, I mean, we'll get into this more later, but it's so interesting. Like, if this had been Lindsay in her situation, I mean, we would be in emotional despair right now. But Noise got, like... Oh, with with Steve's reaction. Yeah, like, okay. Noise honest. Like, I mean, it wasn't really the reaction I wanted. But she's not, like, throwing the baby out with the bathwater. She's not like, oh, we're screwed or doomed, you yeah, know? She's yeah, yeah. still just like, I'm really into him. Then Lindsay is like, I'm in love. I think he's the one. Interesting. And she... But she's not... Makes it clear that she is not going to tell him. Right. Right at this, now. At this time. Which, I mean, I think is... That's fine. Yeah. And then, basically, we, (laughs) through this, like, round-robin situation, eventually it leads to, she brings up, she references the airplane. She, she. she Lindsay does? Yeah. She puts her foot in her mouth because I'm like, girl, you got to just leave it and move forward. Like. Katina's looking for a reason. To get, Katina's like, not over it. No, exactly. She's and not she's over and it. she's gonna take and if Lindsay does anything to bring it up or anything, then she's gonna to she, misrepresent she, it. Yeah, then, then Katina's ready it. to go in. Yeah. Um and what and she does. That's what <laughs> happens. So we're gonna talk more about this later as well. But Lindsay brings up that like her whole explanation, so she feels like she needs to rebring up the plane. And her whole, and she's really focusing on making sure no one's pissed that when they got back, she went to the room. And it's like, no one cares that you went to the room. No, Everyone we were all excited. Yeah. and happy that you went to the room. Let us have our pina coladas you, in peace. Yes, because come to find, you had drank three bottles of wine and no one wanted to be around you. She thinks she needs to bring it up. Clearly, she's in complete denial that alcohol had anything to do with it, which is problematic on a lot of levels. And she explains her. So Katina's not really like, you can tell she's a right away like, oh, my God, are you serious? We're going here. And oh, let me hear whatever your ridiculous excuse is. And Lindsay gives some explanation of how really all of that was she was triggered by something, by Elijah Wan's behavior, because it really reminded her of a past boyfriend who drank too much. Confusing. Very baffling on a lot of levels, in part because it feels like, wait, are you taking the fact that you were actually the wasted one and turning it around and projecting it on this imaginary past? Like, I am so confused. All that needs to be said about this is Katina's response to it, which is essentially you triggered yourself because you were the one to put you to start this situation. So yeah, like then, I have no sympathy if you're triggered. Exactly. And she calls her out and basically says, "You use your tears to manipulate and deal like she it's not fair. 
deal with your trauma, be an adult. Don't put all that shit on all of us. It's not fair. Stop playing the victim. Yeah. She's basically like, stop playing the victim. And it's cutting and it's quick and it's like, wow. But I'm sorry. It's not wrong. And I understand that I understand how abrasive that must have come across to Lindsay and she wasn't ready for it. But Katina wasn't wrong. And clearly that's been like percolating for a few days, you know? And Lindsay tells her she's rude. And Katina's like, you're the rude one. You're literally the rude one. And I'm sorry. She's like, I'm not here to make friends. And walks off with Alyssa. And I'm like, I think Alyssa's here to make friends. Yeah. Because I, I don't think she's here for Alyssa's marriage. Here. Yeah. yeah. I mean, here's the thing. I really hope that this is squashed and settled. Because I'm kind of sure. over it. I think yeah. it... I, you, I don't know. This is not a show. It makes for inter- entertaining TV, but I don't really care about the friendships being made here. No. Like, and, and so, I don't know. Lindsay, stop bringing it up. Hopefully, Katina can get over this now and focus. Like, just everyone, just focus on their person. Can we yeah. just do that? Can we yeah. like? Because all this is doing, especially for Mark, is like, whoa, my wife is way too much. Because, like, we keep getting into all this shit. You keep, like, making enemies out of everyone. Yeah. Like, knock it off. Like, well, and then Jasmina says something. So Katina and Alyssa storm off because Katina is just, like, super heated right away. And Jasmina, like, Lindsay tries to kind of do a, like, whoa, that was crazy. Like, what was that? You know? And Jasmina's like, look, I love you. So I thought this was an interesting context clue. She's like, I love you and how you check in on me all the time. But some people think you're being too much and that you're always at 100. And you need to be kind of aware of that, that like not everybody can handle that. Yeah. Now, Lindsay's doing the most at all times. Well, and I thought that was interesting. So clearly, Lindsay's been trying a lot with Jasmina. And she kind of made it seem like Lindsay's texting her a lot and constantly checking in on her, which I was like, oh. And so it kind of gave me the impression that Jasmina probably also finds Lindsay very annoying, but has seen this softer side of her as well. And so she can't like fully just storm off with Katina because she's like, fuck. like I know Lindsay means well, even though she is a pain in the ass. But then you cut right to an interview with Lindsay going, being vulnerable and open is a sign of strength and courage. And you cannot judge people. You cannot. You cannot shame people. And I just put, okay, Lindsay, but your behavior matters. Yeah. And people will make judgment calls on if they want to be around you based on your fucking behavior. Yeah. So, again, that to me felt like a little bit of a victim-centered over-glomming on to some therapy words for her own benefit. And I'm like, wow, you're really missing the point. And I'm honestly kind of shocked that, like, we're not just completely taking the humble L. That we got way too drunk and we are embarrassed and we cross lines and we would all, you know what I'm saying? Well, I just, I would be remiss if I didn't include that the prelude to all of this boat shit between them is the fact that Lindsay found Olajuwon on Instagram and DM'd him an apology. Right. Which is weird. I think it's weird. Like, you you guys are on the same show. Like, here's how it should have been done. What should have happened 
is the next day after Lindsay sobered up, she should have gone to, without cameras, yeah, Alajuan and Katina's hotel room in the morning, said, you know what? I'm really sorry, blah, blah, blah. It got out of hand. I drank too much. I realized how I came off. Like this just now, it's, it's very weird to go by behind the wife's back, meaning Katina, to DM an apology to Olajuwon on his Instagram. It, it's just bizarre. Yeah, and so like, I can see how Katina is looking at that cockeyed, like what yeah. the hell's going on? Yeah. I don't know. I, I just think the way that like. She's not handling it right. No. Yeah. And way, it, yeah. it feels like I sort of understand what Katina means when she's like, I kind of feel like you're a little sneaky. Yeah. Because it's like, okay, you DM'd my husband, but you couldn't give him an apology in front of both of us, but you DM'd him and said, sorry. So obviously there was a point where you knew you'd fucked up. And yet now we're in front of every, are all the girls on the boat and you're saying, Elijah Wan triggered me and reminded me of an ex-boyfriend. Yeah. It's just like, nothing. None of it. That? Like the way that. It's just egg on face. Yeah, egg on it's faces. It's just kind of embarrassing. So I did, but I'm picking up. So I'm picking up that Lindsay feel is starting to sort of sense that everyone is finding her a bit annoying and that she is sort of trying to glom on to Jasmina and Mike. Yeah. Michael, which she was like, oh, Mike, I want to go sit next to Mike. He's over there. Hey guys, should we come sit by you? And, and they don't even answer and they just go over. I'm like, oh. And honestly, the reason that makes this so sad, in my opinion, mm -hmm. this is so shallow, but because of Lindsay's behavior and antagonizing everyone, Lindsay is the best at calling out, giving shady looks to Alyssa. And the focus yeah. of all the negativity and all, everything should be at Alyssa. Exactly. But because Lindsay's making enemies of everyone else, they are allying themselves with Alyssa, who deserves no ally I in know. this situation. I know. You're and so it is right. so frustrating because Lindsay's one of the only people who, or at least has been the person who She's is the, the most, most outspoken about that, how like, ridiculous. How, yeah, how ridiculous Alyssa's being. And because of her alienating everyone, they're kind, there are certain people that are starting to rally to Alyssa. And it's annoying. I, I don't like it. That's so true. I, I, didn't, I couldn't articulate what I was feeling, but that's, that's what it was. Yes. It's not fair. Yeah, it's annoying and it's taking away. And you're just like, Lindsay, stop. Um, so just like before we get into Never Have I Ever, the guys don't have like, there's not a ton of like earth shattering information because obviously none of them get in a fight or anything. But yeah. like Michael acknowledges that because we we find out some things that like him and Jasmina had more disagreements in the morning. And he or yeah, he acknowledges that he's sort of creating shit and he's overthinking everything and he asks for advice, you know. And I was like so proud of him for owning that and acknowledging that and seeking out insight. But then Steve steps in to give it his big advice is pull away more. Let her take the lead. I'm like, bro, whoa, whoa, whoa. let's like, all no, slow no, no, down no, here. No. Like that's that wouldn't be it. I needed to get on this island, wherever the this this sandbar, <laughs> this reef, if you will, because I was like, 
No one knows. None of these dudes know what they're talking about. No one knows what they're talking about. Everyone just stop the advice right now. I can guarantee you that what your wife of three days after you guys having some disagreements and not seeing eye to eye on certain things, I can guarantee you the last thing that she wants you to do is to step back, let her lead. Pull away. Pull away. No. Yeah. Especially Michael. Like he's already like very, he's, he struggles with being like rigid and serious and like a little bit having a hard time being himself. So like, please do not pull away more. The whole point is she feels like she barely knows you yet. I mean, here's the deal. They're sweet guys. I like when guys can open up and ask each other things for advice. They clearly all like feel a bond and it's precious. Yeah. But it's like five guys standing around (laughs) a bonfire with wood and paper and no one really knows what to do. And no one, like, no one can, no one is helping each other out in this situation. It's just kind of like. Other than solidarity. (laughs) Other than, oh, we're here. You know, we're we're out here. Yeah, we're out here on this, this, this island. The last thing I'll say about this little moment is like, Mark makes it clear here. So you've got, of course, the juxtaposition of Linz is on the boat saying, he's the one. He's my soulmate. Would have never picked him at a bar. And yet I already know he is for me. Meanwhile, Mark's bug-eyed on the beach (laughs) telling the dudes that he's worried. I mean, it's very predictable. He's worried she's too much. And he's okay, like, reeling her in a little bit, according to, like, dad, you know? But in the he he shares with the guys that he told Linz, like, that's not how I'm going to live my life, okay? Like, at some point, you have to change behaviors as well. It's all too much too soon. I mean, yeah. we talked Poor about how long is this so going to be able to, like, sustain itself, yeah. you know? And I think we were thinking, like, oh, maybe after a week or two of living together, he's going to, like, be overwhelmed. He's overwhelmed after 72 hours. Like, he's looking around kind of, like, is yeah. there a water taxi around here? Can you take me to a different boat? I'm a little overwhelmed right now. I yeah. need yeah. some time. Poor guy. Um. I just had an epiphany that let's keep the never have I ever discoveries. Let's just bring them up according to the couples because that's really where they become relevant anyway. So let's start. We've been on an Alyssa and Chris trip for weeks and we will get to them. But let's start with Mark and Lindsay. Let's start with Mark and Lindsay. We're going to start with Mark and Lindsay. Okay. Because. It's definitely, we're like, we're just teetering with these two. So. Well, let me just say, it starts off with them in bed in the morning. And Lindsay asks Mark, the shack, if he would like some goldfish. And he goes, no, I had goldfish before bed. And (laughs) you know what? We missed Bless you, sir. It was, and we were so sad with ourselves. Yeah, I did not bring up the goldfish. I I mean, Mark's a man after my own heart. Yeah, you feel seen with this. Oh, yeah. He could come over with me. We watched some Netflix and just shared breaded cheesy snacks, crackers, (laughs) just all night long. Just fill huge bowls with goldfish. I mean, I'm not totally proud of it. But, I mean, I've had, like, copious amounts of goldfish before going to bed. And it feels like you just have a rock in your stomach, like, (laughs) as you're trying to fall asleep. Like, I've polished off, like... 
bags and bags of goldfish. Yeah. And I just love it. I kind of want to know what his top like flavors are. Like, is he an original guy? Is he a rainbow guy? I think I saw some green packaging, which would indicate to me that it's the Parmesan flavor. Oh, okay. Um, are they flavor blasters, spicy, <laughs> whole grain, pretzel? <laughs> the possibilities are endless. Okay, this has to stop. Okay. Um, okay. Lynn's at the top is like, I have no complaints. Of course, they've clearly consummated the marriage. Like when that question comes up on the boat, her giddy laughter, it, like it, she it won't kinda, stop. It was, a, it was a little, made me feel weird. I'm <laughs> 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 um, not telling. <laughs> I know. And we're like, okay, we get it. You had sex. She wants to go make pina coladas first thing in the morning. And... This is the first time that we see him clearly trying to raise a boundary and a concern at the same time in a light and loving way. He says, we can have one and then maybe not several in a row in a short period of time. And I'm like, oh, my God, LOL. He's referencing the flight. And here we have excuse number one. We have Lindsay go immediately. I mean, well, I was really tired. He replies, you had three bottles of wine, you know. So, Eyebrows raise. Now, here's the my, thing. My eyes went full MTS bulge. Oh, yeah? When we heard that information. You had shark eyes? How? It's pretty hard to do. I mean. Three bottles of wine on a flight by yourself. There's I'm no, sorry, no, how, there's no way she had it all on the flight. It's not possible. There's, there's, there's no airline that's standing? going to allow you. I mean, there, there's no airline that's going to allow you that much wine. It's but just I'm, not going to happen. Like she could have drank a bottle of wine and, yeah, been and then messed up on the flight. Yeah, and then continued. I think what happened here is they got home. They get to the hotel, and she just continues to just go and go and go and go. No, because she got, they came back, you know, she's all tearful on the bus and she went and had her alone time Yeah. while everybody else drank. And I know. And time. I think that that was continued. Okay. And it I doesn't matter. Here's the thing. There's a little aspect of this that is like when you're on vacation, the rules can loosen up a little bit and it's like, oh yeah, let's go have mimosas with brunch. Even though like we tied one off last night. If I had three bottles of wine and made enemies out of everyone and, like, also trying to make a first impression exactly. with my husband, I don't think I'm waking up the next morning and leading with pina coladas. Yeah. Like, that's not a good look. Well, and then... It's just is, not. This is the part that disturbs me and, of course, makes me concerned that we do have more of an issue here than just, I'm really nervous and I'm trying to put my best foot social... My best social foot forward, which means that I'm drinking way too... I'm drinking like a fish because I think it's making me better socially. And in a week, we're not going to be dealing with this. It, uh, the fact that she has an excuse for every single thing that has gone down and it's never included, oopsie, I drank too much, tells me maybe we do have a more severe alcohol problem than the Mathis structure can withstand. Like, it's a little bit concerning to me. And, like, I'm sorry, but MTS does not stand a chance. Like, he can't, like, if this is that level of, you know? Like, if well, we've got some serious a, yeah. alcoholism here, yeah. that's not going to be fixed on this show. Well, that and this is not, uh, she she does not have a person, uh, 
a personality conducive to consuming this much booze. No. Like no one, I mean, no one should be consuming that much. Or accepting constructive criticism. Like her personality mixed with the wine. I'm like, hey, this is, you're already a lot. And you know, if she's putting her best social foot forward thus far, she needs to find new feet. This is ridiculous. Right. But then this is what's confusing. So they go downstairs. They do this cute pina colada making class. He gets into it with her. Yeah, it's cute. He was like dancing with sunglasses. With what, what, what was that? I, I don't really know, know really cute. what that he was. He was trying to show her that he knew how to make a drink and that he was cool. Okay. But then you hear Lindsay in her interview go, <laughs> I got to class him up a little bit. And this is after she had her like dramatic ass brain freeze that like made the entire hotel lobby aware of her brain freeze. Like, I'm just like, I really go back and forth with her. I'm thoroughly entertained by her one second. And the next second I'm like, you are the most dramatic, unnecessarily dramatic human that has ever existed. And you always play the victim. And I I would die. I mean, I like her personality a lot and I want her, like I want her and shark to work out. And yeah, I'm just like, like gosh, make, man, you just I have keep, to class like, him up a little bit. Yeah. As if like he's below you. Like, make that make sense to me. Because I, like I'm not even you, going to attempt there's to. There's been no class. Like, are you saying you've led with class? Miss wasted, belching down the aisle, like laying on a park bench right after you met your husband for the first time because you've had two bottles of uh, champagne. I forgot about that. Like don't talk about class. So like, just don't talk about it because, like, it's okay, but you don't have it either. The you difference I mean? between you and me is I have class and you don't. Parent trap. Mm. Mm. Good callback. Thank you. So then we end up finding out. So they, they have a little sit down with their piñas, and he wants to know more about her past relationships. We're still getting these really broad strokes from her of... I've dated everyone in Boston, every engineer in Boston, and apparently engineers at large are cheaters, liars, and stealers. <laughs> if I was an engineer, I'd be pretty pissed if, if I was watching the show <laughs> like, at this that's point. That's so random. I, 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 okay. Still not really helpful on the like really intimately understanding like who was the last person that meant the most to you? Yeah. What actually went wrong? You know what I mean? It's like, it's I, almost like some of her answers to this, it's like she's being interviewed on a late night show. Yeah. I've dated them all. Every man in Boston, the engineers, they're the worst. Am yeah. I right? Am I right? It's like, <laughs> okay, can we like show a little vulnerability here? Yeah. Well, and then we find out that his first big love in adulthood, she was an alcoholic. And his mom was an alcoholic. And... I mean, basically, Mark is a caretaker, and he and he's already taking care of her right now. Like he's already done a lot of taking care of. I'm like, this is hard for me because this, you know, how many times do we all have we all heard that like, you know, some of our unmet whatever like trauma, childhood wounds, those kinds of things. Oftentimes, people will repeat those patterns in adulthood. And until they kind of like heal those past things, they're sort of like doomed to just like keep seeking out the same exact kind of thing. And usually we chalk that up to like that person and they're like kind of 
it's a mix of like impaired judgment because like it's impaired judgment because they haven't quite dealt with the original pain yet. Right. Yeah. But like riddle me this, like Mark didn't pick this woman. Like the experts went and yeah. what sought out like a trauma bond for him. Like I mean, I'm just still, yeah. I mean, here's the thing. Mark like definitely steps in it later and we'll get into that yeah. in a bit. But if I'm Mark, I'm just going to give you a quick timeline of events and tell me how you, you'd feel and mm-hmm. if put yourself in Mark's shoes. Day one, wedding, my wife that I met for the first time, kind of loopy, kind of all over the place, laying on a park bench. You're feeling like, okay, I kind of need to take care of this person. Day two, we go on a flight. She gets in a fight with castmates, is drunk. Is crying on your shoulder in a separate yeah flight attendants yelling. You get on a separate bus. She's you're crying on your shoulder. You're comforting her. The first day of your honeymoon is essentially like ruined. I don't see any. We don't see really anything else from that day. Next day, you guys go on a boat trip. She refights with castmates. Goes to a different part of the boat. Comes and whines and cries on your shoulder. That people are being mean to her. I'm kind of like, have I, I, I'm putting my, I have my arm around her, and I'm thinking, what uh, is going on? I mean, like, you should not have to do that much taking care of no. in in 72 hours. It's just like well, you that's really what I'm shouldn't. Saying. This is just so unfair because clearly Mark walks through life kind of being a caretaker who draws for like lack of a more sensitive term, the crazies to him, you know. And I, which is why I find it so rich that then Lindsay's in an interview going, I just really want to make sure that he's honoring his needs with me and not neglecting himself because I'm really starting to put together that like he has historically been a caretaker for everyone and I don't want him to be that in this relationship. And I put like, wow, let's love that and love that idea, Lindsay, but let's see how you like, you know, who's in control of that? You are. Exactly. You're in control of that. Yeah. Like, it was, I, I just thought it was kind of interesting, her reaction to that. It was like, oh, like, she got, like, really sad and depressed and was like, I'm really sorry about that for you, that you, you're the caretaker. I don't want you to have to do, keep doing that. Like, well, in four hours later, he's going to be consoling for you. you for crying. Like, yeah. cr- Like, you have some control in how much you put on your partner and yeah. need them to... Take you know if you don't want that, don't have three bottles of wine and, and start fights with people. A burden. Then there, someone's gonna have to take care of you. Exactly. Anyway. Ah, uh, I know. So like, I will say like, Lindsay is losing me a bit. Like, her entertaining side is not enough for me right now to like make anything else of her behavior okay and that's just a bummer yeah um so then we're at the romantic dinner of course post group boat Mm -hmm. post all of that mts's eyes are bugged out basically from the get-go he's overwhelmed he's He's just completely overwhelmed he's so stressed and he so what we find out on after party later is that he had been telling her all day, just you wait, I've got a romantic night for us planned. I'm going to be so romantic. They had also made love, apparently, three times in a day before this outing. We have no concept of that, but we do have a concept of the fact that he's so overwhelmed that he had to bring it up with the guys 
during boat beach time. And he basically like, you know, you just walked us through the timeline again of like, he has a lot of reasons to be really freaking overwhelmed by this person. And so like, he decides that he can't wait (laughs) to bring up these concerns. Like clearly he's going to burst. And I, I feel mixed feelings about it because like, the one thing I'll give Lynn's here, like my, the point I'll give her is maybe this was terrible timing. And like, could he have saved this till after the dinner, you know, like an after dinner drink situation. But I think he's to the point where he's like, I literally am going to burst. I am so stressed and I cannot move forward without telling you what I'm worried about. I don't think it's fair that you pump up this whole romantic dinner, and later we see the rose petals in the room and everything. Well, that's producers. Everybody got that when they came back from their night. Okay. Well, it's. I don't think it's very fair to talk up a romantic thing and then at your dinner be Drop like, by the way, uh, we got to slow. I'm worried you're too much I'm for worried me you're too much for we're me. going too fast. Hearing the words... What, I like can't breathe when I'm around you. It's like I can't breathe. It's like I can't breathe. That is not saying you take my breath away. <laughs> that is saying your I personality has a chokehold. I need an inhaler to be around you. <laughs> yes, not a good look. I don't think it's fair. I, I you know, I think. Okay, but here's let me let me throw um let me throw something in here. Consider this. We've, we're coming off of boat day. We're also remembering that she once again put MTS. He, got, he gets back on the boat thinking I had good guy time. And he's immediately pulled in a private corner. And she's crying, letting him know that like she's involved in a drama again. And I think MTS is so wired to just like, how do I make the person in front of me feel better? Is there any chance? That he, part of him, quote, pumping it up, pumping her up about tonight, was just his way of, like, trying to calm her down and be like, everything's going to be okay. Just you wait. We're going to have this great night tonight. Uh, I don't know. I never considered that. You know what I'm saying? Because, like, she's a piece of work and she has to be, like, constantly, quote, reeled in. And so, I mean, I get why she felt a little bit duped and misled, but I'm also like, Give the guy a break. He's just trying to, like, keep you even keeled at any given moment all day. Yeah. And I think fair. that he's just, like, always frantic. I don't know. So, but what he said, like, I mean, he basically said, I love so much about what we have with each other. There's, like, a familiarity here. And there's a core of what we share that I think is really amazing. But basically, like, we're hitting so much chaos and drama every other hour that it's making it really hard for me to digest this. I am overwhelmed, blah, blah, blah. And so, but so he focuses on the acceleration part, which I completely understand why for her is super hurtful coming off of having sex three times in a day. And like, you guys just had sex the first time the day before, whatever that makes her feel much more vulnerable. Um, I did feel like you need to be more specific what you mean, bro. Like, what do you mean? Yeah, I think his... And then he, he ex- she kind of expresses oh. that. And he's like, I just don't want to get too lovey-dovey. And he's like, it needs to be organic. It needs to be organic. So he kind of implies 
that what has happened between them is starting to feel forced, which is the last thing anybody wants to hear, especially after they just had sex with you and told a group of people on a boat that you're the one. Because then it just, like, translates. It's like all she's hearing is rejection. Yeah. Then we get into some really, really territory that I didn't see coming. So Lindsay goes, I mean, she gives, she starts. Dad said her words can cut like a knife when she feels put in a corner. Yeah. This is, this, this is where we go. So she responds to that first with, oh, I can pull back, but I'm going to pull all the way back. There's no in between for me. And he's like, oh, okay. So like. It's either we're going a hundred million miles a minute or you're giving nothing. And now she's in a fury. Now weird stuff starts coming out. She goes, you want to be less? That's fine. Then stop clogging the toilet and farting in bed. I don't need to see that. I'm like, whoa, where the hell did this come from? Like, what the, I mean, I couldn't have predicted that those would be the next words no, to come out of her no, mouth. No world. No world. And then she gives like more detail on going. this at after party too. I know. Talking about, yeah, Mark's the one shitting with the door open and talking Talk about, about clogging the toilet and farting, farting here and there Ugh. and everywhere. I mean, like I can tell you <laughs> that if you're slamming bags of goldfish before dinner, like you're going to have toilet clogging issues. <laughs> I'm just telling you, oh, it's it's God. inevitable. Okay, TMI, TMI. But yeah, I mean that was just like gnarly. Like, it was a combination hell? of like we were dying of laughter, but also like oh, there was like kind of a cruelty to it, and like uh, I'm gonna make you look small right now because you just made me feel stupid. Yeah, and she's like, she kept going with like, oh, and you you chewing with your mouth open and all that. Maybe that needs to stop. Yeah. Then slow that down. She's I like, mean, you know I'm just what? saying, I can, I can give it back too, you know, and his eyes are bulged, poor guy. I think he's like, holy shit, I didn't know he's what. Like, you, she, she said something too about like dusting his underwear with poo dust. <laughs> and I'm like, settle down. Why does everything have to be so Was that an related? after party? That was an after party. She She's was like, like, oh, oh yeah, Mark. there was even more. He was mentioning, oh, there might be poo Poo dust on my underwear. Poo dust on my underwear. I'm like, whoa, bro. Like, that's very comfortable. I'm like, so like in that regard, maybe she had a point. This wasn't the only poo talk in this episode, too. There was a lot of poo talk. You're right. I forgot. I'm just like, dude, just chill out, Mark. Like, what's going on here? Well, and then, but then she's in the interview, and she's like, well, why did we consummate our marriage then? And I was like, there it is. That's what this is about. Yeah, let's focus on that. Let's give more talk to that and less talk about poo dust. (laughs) I don't remember specifically poo dust. Well, if it wasn't, it should be. (laughs) So this is their first big fight. And I'm sorry, but this, I mean, look, I'm not saying he did all of this right. Again, I, I think it's fair to like say maybe the timing was bad. But her reaction is leading me to believe that, again, there's not really a good time to give constructive feedback to Lindsay. Yeah. And in general, she doesn't take it well. It's very, like, extreme kind of childlike responses. Like, it's just like, oh, you're confronting me? 
I feel small and like an embarrassed little kid. And so now I'm going to lash out at you. Yeah. And I mean, it continues back in the hotel room. She's like, get out. I don't want to look at you. Feel free to step out. She like reintroduces herself. Like, you want to go back? Let's go back to zero. Let's go back to nothing. I'm Hi, Lindsay, I'm blah, Lindsay. blah, blah. <laughs> nice to meet you. I mean, here's the thing. I know it's not really about this, but on its face, like farting with the door open doesn't really compare with starting fights with everyone and no, being drama filled exactly. and, 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 like and having a drinking problem. Shit. But like, that's why I also feel like he wasn't, I mean, he wasn't very clear in asking what he needed. Yeah. He basically was like, let's just like, he's basically saying, pump the brakes. You're freaking me out. Yeah. And that's a terrible thing to say after you've had sex with a girl three times in one day. Yeah. What he should have said is, I have some concerns about like the drinking and the drama. And it's making me like, uh, he's just period. Yeah. And I'm scared. Like, is this going to be a normal part of our life? Yeah. But when he does that, so let's not be lovey-dovey. Let's go slow. You know, like, I just feel like he didn't really, like, he didn't think through enough of what he was asking for. If you don't and come in with concrete. his mouth, yeah. he was fucked because the Lindsay train was high-speed railing ahead and was going to, like. Well, maybe that's a learning ahead. lesson for him. If you're going to bring up, like, some issues, please be able to explain know yourself. Like, know what the hell you're, like, what what the hell you're talking about. You know, because otherwise you're going to get poo thrown back at your face. <laughs> Or, exactly, and if you don't know what you need as a result of your constructive feedback complaint concern, then that's all you're saying is, I have these feelings and I don't know what to do with them. Can we figure them out together? Not making shit up on the fly. Okay. (laughs) That's all I got for them right now. I mean, I feel like... It already looks like they're having great times next week. So, I mean, I just think they're going to be on a roller coaster and, like, the jury's still out if Lindsay is open to change and if Mark is going to be able to handle it. I agree. Let's get into Katina and Elijah Wan. This this is weird. Like, their whole... If you start at the end of where they this couple ends up... yeah. And I were to just give you littered things, like a littered, like a timeline like I did with Lindsay. If I were to just give you like a bullet point, almost, of everything that Katina and Olajuwon went through, and the fact that there was no fights, and they're essentially head over heels in love with each other, after the things that occurred on this episode. It's a shocker. You wouldn't be able to make sense of it. No. Um, we start with finding out that Olajuwon straight up does not know how to spoon. Doesn't know how to cuddle. I'm concerned. I've been this very is not by like this. learning another language. Like no pun intended to the whole Spanish Puerto Rico thing. <laughs> but like, I'm like, bro, it's like it's not that hard to put your arms around. No, but someone. then apparent. But then we find out that he's like an exorbitant sweater. Yeah. Which makes me like, well, maybe that's, I don't know. Yeah. I don't really care enough to figure it out, but it is baffling. Um, but then we go, we start this day after he says some cute shit. Like, waking up to my wife is always a good thing, which I laughed at. I'm like, as in the last three days, always. <laughs> <laughs> it's always a good thing. Always a good thing. 
I mean, he, he, like, it needs to be, like, he's clearly, when he's not putting, putting his foot in his mouth, he's a smooth talker, which continues to be something that makes me, like, very nervous about him. Um, anyways, so they go to the gym. Can First we talk all, about this stunt? Well, before we get this? into this, well, here's what I think. Can people not go to the gym? When they're on vacation. Yeah, it just like, makes everyone like, who doesn't exercise or doesn't... Like, ex- shit. Yeah. Let's, let's put down the barbells. <laughs> go get brunch, please. Yeah. Are we, we doing hit workouts? I know. And, 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 and what are the CrossFit-y things done, called? Yeah. Like Intervals. Intervals. <laughs> chin-ups. Can we stop all of that nonsense, please? You're on freaking vacation. Ben, like, go on a walk like, on I the just, beach. I don't know. I, I'm like... Or climb in a cave, but like it should be. We like, get we it. You have it. a good body. Yeah. Like, come also, on. Also, he's already been to the gym once or twice this day before he forces Katina to go with him. Yeah. Make that make sense to me. I mean, so this got an addiction here. So he takes Katina to the gym, and for a while, I'm legitimately very concerned. Very concerned. He's acting like a drill sergeant. He's saying He's like, like, no, 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 psycho. no, you know how to do a burpee. If you drop this, I'm taking the ring off. If you drop, and I'm like, okay, sign one of an immature, no, me. sign one of an immature married person is those threatening, threatening divorce comments. Mm. Not funny. Not, no. not a bedrock to build your relationship on. No, really annoys me. Anyway, sorry. It's like when people pretend like. I've always been so disturbed by people that uh, think it's funny to do a fake proposal. Like, mm. oh, did you? I'm like, you never make your partner laugh with that. Yeah. Like, you just piss them off. Uh, so, yeah, he's just being <sighs> he's a being complete psycho. douche. He's being controlling, douchey, mean. And, like, she makes it clear that she's not enjoying herself. But, like, in the interview, she says... If I had dated someone like him in my 20s, I would have cried. And we don't ever see him breaking into laughter, saying, LOL, you've been punked, JK, JK, JK. No, we hear him tell the guys later that little does Katina know that was all a test. But she knew because he was like, he, eventually he tells her that he was testing her because he says like you, or no, maybe it is just the guys. It's I don't know. Guys. But he was like, he, essentially he did all of this because he wants his wife to push back when he's being like stand up for herself. I'm yeah. like, what the hell is happening? I hate. Also pretty good. I think she's pretty good at standing up for herself as evidenced by like her going after Lindsay. Like, she could push yeah. back. I, yeah. I I just hate, he thinks this whole thing is a game, and I felt like this whole episode, there he tested her multiple times. I believe so, too. And, like, is that what the whole, like, please make what he said in Never Have I Ever on the boat make fucking sense. Yeah, get into it. Go. Was just that a test, or was he wasted? What do you mean? No, I think he's... Here's here's the thing. I think he's so past, he's so mentally beyond the person that he was that the himself talking about the person as he was, like he's 
decom- he's compartmentalized so much that he's able to look at it like he's telling a story of a different, like an actual different person. Like, oh, this is my old friend. Well, but you're not going to believe how one time. Everybody else perceives that. I know, but that's how he perceives it, it's and so disturbing. it's jarring for everyone. But see, when he's coming out I and feel admitting, like he idolizes that old version of himself a little bit still. Well, because it gives him like this. I mean, look at Steve is like, whoa, you know, like Steve's drinking the Kool Aid in a lot of ways. Like in Ew. after party, he's like, oh, Lajuan, man, like, yeah, he's got. I think he's just trying to be nice. Okay. Okay. Anyway, go well, get into the it. The specificity of Elijah Wan saying, Has anyone slept with two people in the same family? Which is like. I dude, want to tell you this. How can I brag to you about this? Exactly. Which everyone is horrified. And then he proceeds to continue to dig the hole deeper and deeper. It's not disturbing. It's actually a beautiful experience. Okay, I'm sorry. It was a great experience, though. So we find out he slept with a mom and her daughter at different times. Sees nothing wrong with that. Doesn't think it's gross or weird. And then someone asked if he would have a threesome or... Would you have a threesome with your wife? And he's like, I mean, he basically sees her look and he's like, it's off the table, I guess. And she's like, I guess. And he's like, I mean, if you offered me another woman, why would I deny it? Deny it. I'm like, this has fully spiraled. Well, at this point, he's already admitted, like, he's had a threesome. He's talked about the mother-daughter thing. Now they're asking. Everyone at this point is, like, like, disturbed by oh, him. Oh, stop talking. No one's, please, like, just, laughing. Stop talking. Everyone's yeah. gotten, like, I think everything's gotten like, like disturbing, and like everyone's a little like, "Oh, this is fucked up beyond what I could have imagined." <laughs> yeah, it was. But meanwhile, very... Katina is trying to keep her cool, which I think is the most disturbing part to watch because it's like you're learning all of this shit for the first time, and it's a lot of information. And including information of, like, his reactions to, like, yeah, basically, he would want a threesome if Katina was down. But I guess she's not. You know, like, that's where I was, like, you still idolize, quote, unquote, old Isaac. And you still sort of, like, I think you drank a lot. And right now you're in party mode. And you kind of think that this, like, you're, da- like, you're kind of Isaacing right now. I don't know. That's how I, I, mean, I felt. The whole, well, so after this, we get off the boat. They go on like a dinner date in a restaurant. And they talk about it. And she, I think she totally lets them off the hook. She does. And pretends that she's not bothered by that stuff at all. And I'm like, okay. And, and so from this point. the old Isaac stories. Yeah. From this point. Through the end of After Party, I have to be honest with you. I don't know if you want to, like, you can call me a prude or whatever. I think the way that this whole story was handled and talked about is very bizarre. I do, too. It's very bizarre. So, Katina, I don't know if she's pretending that she doesn't care about it, legitimately doesn't care about it. Katina's on After Party. They talk to her about it. And then... 
Keisha has Katina call Olajuwon, in which he retells the whole story. Well, he gives us the details, and there's nothing and about every, hearing these details that makes it a better story. And everyone is, I mean, it's he gives more graphic details and says weird things. Yeah. Everyone is laughing, enjoying themselves. Oh, man, Olajuwon, you're crazy. Oh, I I just I don't know. I'm sorry. The it whole was thing weird. was weird to me. It was so I did weird. I thought it was bizarre. I get it. It's like everything is like seemingly happening between consenting adults, but like I don't think that should only be the line. Like I think this is a weird thing. It is. And I just I don't know anyone who would be cool with the information, at least right when upon learning it, that their partner slept with two people in the same family like they're living in a freaking porn. Like, it's so gross. I just don't. I it's mean, disgusting. here's the thing. I mean, there's so many different layers to this, too, because it's like, first of all, you have this act, which is eye, eyebrow raising and like, oh, okay. Then you have the fact. Uh, that you have to think, okay, this is the first time I'm maybe maybe they have talked about this before and they were just pretending that they had it for the sake of whatever. Yeah, but it's day three, I just don't think yeah. that had come So up you yet. have this thing <laughs> where it's like, I'm learning about this from the first time. And then you have this other side of it, whereas I'm married to a man who, okay, whatever. You did you did some stuff in your past, that's fine. I'm married to a man that is okay going around. And telling pretty much strangers this like and bragging and glamorizing it—that exactly. that I think is more of a concerning thing about I the personality so because it's like, okay, wait a minute. So you're okay, like sharing all of these details, and like you brush it off by saying, "I'm not that person anymore." What are you telling people about our life, our intimate? Moment. Like it's it's right. just it's a bizarre thing that I hate like it on all levels. Me too. Me too. So I, I don't know. Like the way it made me kind of feel a little bit crazy. Like, am I being over too dramatic about this? I know. Like the way that I mean, obviously the other couples were like, whoa, horrified, but from Well, I think the most honest reaction is how all of the couples reacted on the boat right when he said it. No one was, whoa, dude, what? Like that's so cool and badass. Everyone's face, like, started to fall and look more and more perplexed. There was a lot of grounds staring at the ground. Everything got and, quiet. Uh, like, no one knew what to say. People were, like, disturbing. Oh, that's messed up. Like, no one was amused. So I do. No. I have to think that the reaction on After Party has more to do with the way those friendships have all grown since. Mm. And so they are like. And everybody's like, well, we love Elijah Wan and he's crazy. I don't know. So, yeah, they have their romantic date. He says something. He's like, I deleted my Instagram for you today because I want to show my commitment for you. What do you think of that? I don't know. I, my overall take on him, I mean. He just confuses me. He, there's just a lot I, of. There's just a lot of words and declarative said. statements. Yes. It, and it continues later topic. when they go back in the hotel room and there's rose petals. It's just, I mean, it's hard. It's like, I think, I, I really do do think he's genuine. 
But sometimes it's just a flooding of these things that, like, when they get said too much, it becomes a little bit like I'm not like I'm I'm not hearing you anymore. Like I'm starting to get immune to yes all these statements. Yes. Like you and me always together forever and everything. What You're, did you think of? There's no more KG. There's KD. She deserves it. Yeah, I mean, it's and just, so like, weird again, things being said like that, that's, like, he's, it's like, not... almost being romantic, but then it sounds kind of controlling and weird. And, like, I just want to say something. I I kept having this. My fear with them is that he's, like, totally love-bombing her. That's what it feels like. And that's I was a good like, example. I'm just going to look I mean, this yeah. up for the pod so I make sure that I know that the way that I'm feeling about it is how it actually is. And here's what it is. A love bomb refers to the form of emotional manipulation in which a person, often a narcissist, bombs you with an over-the-top amount of affection, flattery, gifts, and praise early in the relationship in order to win over your attention for the purpose of being able to control you. This is why he makes me nervous. So sometimes he says really beautiful shit. And, like, he was clearly... And, like, I believe he believes himself, you know? And he can... I mean, he was, like, tearful with her when they got back to the hotel. And, like, he said some really romantic things there. But there's just... It makes me nervous. He makes me nervous. It makes me nervous. I feel like I'm watching Katina have to bypass maybe things that make her feel uncomfortable or strange. Because then the next second... He's love bombing her and she's always, she's been waiting for a guy to want to treat her that way for so long that then she does like, well, I mean, he's clearly crazy about me. And then you start to like, it's like the beginning of that pattern where a female usually like dismisses things that are weird or concerning or red flaggy because the love bomb feels so good. And it feels like, well, that's all that should matter in the long run, right? That he's obsessed with me and that he puts pedals. Well, here's the thing. Yeah, I mean, right now, they're happy with each other. They're over the moon with each other. Seems like love is blossoming. I wish every woman could feel this. And so, oh, yeah, that was a little intense. Um, but, But you know what? And so I'm riding with it. If yeah. that like I'm riding with it, good on you guys. I hope you continue to do well and to make it. Um, yeah, yeah. That's all I have. Okay, Chris and Alyssa. Oh my gosh, I can't believe like it's so weird. Like this episode had so much stuff, and like we didn't see them for the last half an hour. It felt like, mm-hmm. and and then you see the preview for next week. I'm like, wait, there's more. This is still going on, so let's just. I mean, I mean, it's gosh, more we could have led same. with them, but it's there's some the interesting. Same. I mean, so she starts off being interviewed. She goes, "I hoped I would be waking up to my husband. How is this happening to me? Why me? Pretty sure you had control over all of those things. It sucks to not wake up to who I thought I would be today, but I'm still being optimistic. Looking." Um, at the light at the end of the tunnel, and she says, I definitely sit here and wonder, like, how this happened to me, like, why this happened to me, like, why me? Despite everything, I'm trying to be the bigger person. 
Are you out of your god forsaken mind? I just no, I like mean, she. I've never heard someone talk about being the bigger person, the better person, or the vic. I mean, talk about victim mentality. Like that's Alyssa. This whole episode. It's just. I mean, it's it's so hard to to watch. Yeah. So Chris is trying to be the cheery. He's like, let's let's do go activities. do activities. They go paddle, stand up paddle boarding. Now listen, Christopher, hear me out for a second. I know that you've been put in this unfair position. I know that you are trying to make this work with Alyssa despite her having zero interest in you. We are really just digging ourselves in a deeper hole if we cannot stand up on a paddleboard. I'm sorry. It's just the facts. It's not a very good look. Well, he didn't have anyone to teach him. All, it's she's not a, a good bitch. look. I'm sorry. I've I helped you when you like I have given people advice for how to get started, especially in the ocean. It's hard if you don't have someone telling you what to do. All Alyssa had to do was say, face the horizon and start paddling. Like, you got to paddle. You can't just get up and then stand in stationary position, especially facing, like, looking down parallel to you the beach yeah. when the waves are hitting you. Like, I, I was just like, she is so, she's an ass that she knows how to do this and that he can barely get up and she's not even giving him a lick of advice and he's doing the most obviously wrong things and all you had to say was like two things to try and help him yeah. and she's just fixated on how like she doesn't think he's hot and whatever i'm just like i i i cannot with her so after the debacle fiasco of paddleboarding Chris is soaked. Alyssa's still like in her <laughs> jeans. Sit on the beach and gosh, man, bless this man. I know. He apologizes to her because he hasn't done a very good job of letting her know that she's a cool person. Just, I was just no. Like, Stop. No. Chris, you're grasping right now to find a way that you could somehow have any control over how she feels right now. She acknowledges and says, well, thank you for saying that. And proceeds to say, no matter how we feel, the experts just didn't do this right. Like, very cutting, mean. She says, you know, I want to, I really want to present a united front because ultimately the experts just did not do this what right. What does that and even I'm mean? Present She's a basically saying, front, like, like, I want us to... Present a united front and give each other cover so that we look good on camera. And then we will both acknowledge when we get back to the States that like we're going to present a united front that we both feel like we got mismatched. Gotcha. That's what I took. That makes it. sense. I can't wait until she has to talk to an oh expert. My God, I, know. I just can't wait. I mean, I that date's going to be circled on my count on my calendar. When Alyssa has to talk to like Pastor Cal or Dr. Pepper or something. Her psychic story? Oh, okay. Go for it. Explain so it to then us. she goes, she proceeds to talk about She's finding a new avenue. She's elaborating. It's not me anymore. It's the universe that told me what the vision was. So it's not your fault. It's not my fault. It's the universe and the experts' fault. 
Well, so she starts to elaborate on why she's so sure that this match is not right, which is she saw a psychic shortly before who told her that, like, she was about to meet the love of her life, her soulmate. He was going to have beautiful eyes and an eagle tattoo. He's, like, trying not to laugh at her because he just thinks it's so ridiculous and which, of course, like, makes her feel more piast. <laughs> We've got to add to this story. I, I, I was literally shocked watching After Party. I'm like, how could this plot thicken anymore? Honestly, I don't even have room in my brain for this. Okay, so then we find out on After Party that... The faded tattoo that the psychic told her the love of her life would have was not actually an eagle. It was a lion. And the reason that she decided to not say that, she changed it for camera for sharing with him because she shared this with some people before they left for the honeymoons. And Noi started weeping and freaking out because her husband, Steve, has a huge lion tattoo on his chest. And so this basically stirred up drama because it must have been implied by Alyssa. Like that made her feel like, oh, I'm this close. Like Steve was supposed to be the love of my life. Mm. That was supposed to be my match. So apparently producers told Steve before they went on the honeymoon, like when they found out that that was the tattoo he had, they were like, oh, my God, don't take off your shirt on your honeymoon. You don't understand. Please don't. And then he's, of course, like, what? And then it comes out and like noise, weepy about it. And of course, feels weird. Like now, like, oh, Alyssa deep down thinks that like I got matched with the wrong person. and. Steve is her proper match. Just like, very what in the weird. Hell? This is so convoluted and nuts. So apparently, Alyssa then proceeded to share this story on camera, but edit it and change the tattoo to Eagle because she saw that it upset Noi so much and she didn't want that to be a thing. So and she, it's safe to say whatever the hell she wants you to Chris because he has no tattoos. Right. Moral of the story. Gentlemen, if you currently have a tattoo of an eagle or a lion, <laughs> go ahead and get that shit covered up. Get that shit removed because Alyssa is going to come looking for you. <laughs> that is just, that like blew me away. And Katina, which, like, let's, well, we, it just feels relevant right now. So it's obvious that Katina and Alyssa have some sort of little bond that happened. Which is hard for me, because I overall really like Katina. Obviously can't stand Alyssa, so that makes me look at Katina funny. Um, but Katina had clear no idea about this part of the story. Um, and Lindsay actually brought it up. And Katina was giving her side eye, like, you're just trying to start drama. This is hearsay. And then Steve's like, mm, actually, I'm a part of this story. And so I will confirm it and give more details, which I loved personally, because to me, that made me feel like, see, Katina, maybe Alyssa was just not being fully who she actually is to you. And she duped you. So, like, just stop yeah. defending her. 
Um, last thing we'll say, then we have another awkward, like we have another awkward activity paired with another pathetic Alyssa victimizing herself tantrum. So Chris wants to go scuba snorkeling, which I got to scuba scuba snuba snuba. This thing looks badass. I didn't know you could do this. I've never heard of it. Uh, it, it, It's like half scuba, half snorkeling. They put like this like tube around you so you can breathe underwater. It looks way cool. Alyssa Mm -hmm. wants no part of it. She'd rather stand in the sand and yell at the heavens about how horrible her life is. Well, and And we need to just talk about the awkwardness of him getting ready to snuba. And she is just analyzing his body with like the most messed up like repulsion like she's just like looking at him like he's disgusting. And we need to also is, say she is such a bitch. I get that this is, you know, reality TV. But you know what, producers? Yeah. You don't need to be doing close-ups of Chris's stomach while he's getting scoot yeah, snoop it out overlaid with her talking about her body like this yeah. is 2022 talking shit on his I body i think we're kind of like moved past this whole yeah. like like we I, I thought we were at a different space yeah place in society with the body shaming not a good look no i hate it yeah so and they do that like not very often at all and but they really like emphasized it with chris's it just wasn't fair. it wasn't fair at all mean. Um, but Alyssa, once again, doesn't have to try that hard to make herself look like the biggest ass. Then we get our salad eating meltdown. (laughs) I am just so pissed at my mom. My mom, like, just told me that, like, and the producer's like, what'd your mom say? (laughs) She's like, she told me that, uh, I have to hang out with him because I don't want to look bad on TV. I am such a nice person. And she, this is when she goes back into all of that. I don't want to swim with him. I have literally been the nicest person to literally everyone. I just don't like him. Tell him not to come over here. So then he's coming back from Snuba and he's like across the hotel lobby and she's like, tell him to not come here. I don't want to see him. I don't want to see you. I feel uncomfortable I swimming with him. What the fuck does that mean? No, what are you talking about? I feel uncomfortable. I mean, the way she's she acting like is like he's... a broken little bird who's about to get swooped in on I by know. a hawk, an eagle, if you will. I'm like, it makes you are out of control. Can we stop using the word uncomfortable like he has done anything to you? You're acting like he's some disgusting... Pervass. Yeah, it's so unfair. Oh I my gosh. Can't. And like, yeah, so she just had tantrums the whole time. And it continues, it's going to continue next week. week. I can't believe and it. She says she hates him, which, like, the audacity. Like, he has done nothing to make you hate him except to exist and, like, not be up to your physical standards, which you're a jerk. Like, you're just a straight up jerk. And I don't think that you deserve any kindness or compassion because you clearly don't offer that to anyone i just it's disgusting so with that said let's move on to steven noy okay we've already like i mean there's nothing super mage yet with them like we kind of already addressed that conversation they had you Mm -hmm. know where she's like i'm falling for you and he says okay (laughs) yeah but then when you see more of it like he explains himself 
And she takes it like a freaking champ. That was very. And she chooses yeah. to be light about it. She could have let this derail the honeymoon. Yeah, she could have. And next thing you know, they're having steamy pool flirty times. Yeah, Kisses. and like she was she, even on the bench, like she ended up turning something into a joke and being like, "I get it." And she's honest, like that's not the answer I wanted, but like, I hear you, and you know, I just I respect it. Yeah. Now. I do think it's going to be a huge issue that, like, it sounds small, but I think it says a lot more about their lifestyles. His dream is to be camping on the beach with his love. So his dream is to, like, wake up camping on a beach with his wife. And she's like, I don't camp. I don't camp. I have no interest in camping. And then he's like, I still think we should camp on the ocean someday and she's like yeah as long as it's inside <laughs> she wants her showers she's and like, no, her bathroom and steve's like well they do have campgrounds that have those things this is a one of, uh, it's this can be corrected i have all the confidence in the world that this can be yeah, corrected steve needs to create a camping experience for her like get her let's take her to like a bougie place let's get some yurts mm -hmm. some bathrooms some showers Let's make it like do a glamp. Yeah, we a uh, glamp. Thank you. We don't need to be like uh, backpacking and 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 digging holes for poop. Yeah, and and all that stuff. Yeah, let's like ease her into this. Which process. they're being really open about poop and making jokes about. They have it. a whole poop picnic. <laughs> they picnic and talk poo. Yeah, they addressed this at the top that like they needed to figure this out fast because they were going to be sharing hotel rooms and it's unrealistic to act like you're never going to take a shit when you're gone for seven days on an island. So I personally love that. I think that's great. Um, they laugh a lot. They, you know, we thought the whole, oh, you cheated thing was going to be a big deal from the Never Have I Ever. Come to find out, she has too, which she did not admit. And they both did it around the same age. It was like a one-time mistake that like changed their lives forever. It was so long ago, you know? so. She's only, I, something that, I mean, I think that like in general, they just represent so much. They have so much promise. They have they're, so much chemistry. They're obviously like, like so into each other. Like I'm not worried about them and they don't have any like real major drama. Yeah. But I was actually shocked when she said that she's only fallen in love. So in that interview. Yeah. She's crying watching some of these scenes back. Like she's crying tears of joy and love. And she says that. She'd only fallen in love once in her life and that she had started to think that maybe she never would again and that she's like truly shocked because she is feeling things she hasn't felt since then. And I was shocked to hear that because the level of like openness, heart on her sleeveness, emotionalness, all of it that she has exhibited over the first three days of this marriage had me thinking like, oh, she's one of those girls that like walks, falls in love with every guy that she starts dating. So I was honestly shocked to hear that she's only been in love once. And it almost like it adds more just chutzpah to the like, wow, this is a big deal. Like everything that we're seeing and feeling is not necessarily characteristic of her. And she hasn't had an experience like this in a long time. And I just thought that was really, really, really sweet. And I also wrote, they're 100% still together. Yeah. I, I got the feeling from After Party and Steve being on that they're, totally, yeah. they're still together. Yeah. 
Okay. Jasmina and Michael. This is the the, the central thesis of this relationship is yeah. can we get out of our own way? Yeah, please. Like th- this is just like we're it's almost like we're arguing about the meaning of words. And it's really just this little tiff that they have has not been able to be squashed. And I kind of go back and forth on who I think is to blame at a certain point. Yeah. Um, Because they're both bugging for different reasons. Yeah. So they kind of trade off being like, yeah, like he brings her breakfast in bed. He tries to, he tries to kind of like settle this tiff about this agree, this, this disagreement. That they had last week about. But then he, what he does is he ends up adding way too much meaning and rehashing, and then saying, "After the wedding, I feel like there's been distance between us." And it's like it's day three. He would have liked them to be making more progress. She's in her freaking bonnet and just woke the fuck up and was just given a cup of coffee. She's just looking at him like. It's too early for this. Like, what are you saying? Also, like, quick side note to the coffee. Uh huh. Um, oh, Michael, can we get the right coffee? Let's figure coffee it out. On her. Let's figure it out. She She's said she doesn't like she black coffee. She just said she doesn't like black coffee. I've never met someone who says I don't like black coffee. The next morning, you come and give them a black coffee, and they <laughs> and go, "Oh like, my gosh, oh, this is no. insane." It's one 100- hundred. Thousand percent an acquired taste that you basically have to train yourself to like. And anybody who says otherwise is lying. Okay. But like, seriously, I, I, I'm i just like, sir, like you are just shooting yourself in the foot. Like you're making something out of nothing. She, and then she ends up admitting that she can't get it. It's like we were saying last week. She can't get it out of her head that his sisters told her that he assumed the worst. I'm glad she at least brought it up. Yeah. Um, he basically admits, I'm so scared of messing up that I'm getting, I'm worrying that I'm missing something or he's just, he takes himself way too seriously. He's overthinking so hard. I was like, give the wine for Lindsay to Michael. Like, (laughs) let's cut the, like, let's, let's cut Lindsay's in half and split the difference. Give it to Michael because he needs to loosen up. She feels like we haven't even gotten each other gotten to know each other well enough at all like how could we be fe- how could you be feeling like there's no progress or like there's distance and he's just so obsessed with not messing up that and she's like well your obsession with mess not messing up is actually going to be the thing that messes us up yeah um and they get into a little bit of like his past trauma and his loss and like why he preempts this stuff. Here's the thing. I think he's self-aware and is trying, like, regardless of maybe not doing things the right way, he is trying to learn from his past and explain to her why he is the way that he is. And I just don't think she's given him that much credit for it. Well, his heart's in the right place, but it, she's she's also has to look at what's actually happening in front of her, which yeah. is that she's not having that much fun. They're not really organically getting to know each other very well because he's super rigid and overthinky. And so she's just like, I, I, I think she's still open, but she's also just concerned. But then uh, we go to the next day after the boat happened, right? And we end up finding out that Michael 
brought a serious concern to her and basically started a fight with her that morning saying that he feels she cut him off when he was answering the question about have they had sex. And honestly, they do a replay of that moment of the what yeah. actually happened on the boat. I did not feel like she cut him off. I felt like she was adding to his story. Yeah. I and agree. I thought that it was and like it quite it looked like I was like, that's literally our whole relationship. <laughs> we like add to each other's stories. It's have, if you've ever listened to this podcast, that's yeah, that's 80 percent of what the podcast <laughs> is. Yeah. And but apparently he was harping on it, would not let it go. And it led to a huge fight. And she describes it as he was very angry, adamant and aggressive. And this is what's hard is like we don't we didn't see it. So but like, he kind of cops to it later. Right. So at first I was like, huh, that's interesting. Like we haven't seen that side of him. But then when they go to the dinner and well, talk and about and this more. she makes it clear she thought he was disrespectful yeah, to her. Yeah. Like mean. Um, he says that he, he like knows he has been this way in the past and he's really trying to work on it and apolog- like sincerely apologizes. So I'm like, okay, I guess you're kind of copying to that. Yeah, you did that. Um, this whole, so the tiff continues because uh. he wants an apology. She is not giving an apology for something she don't doesn't see that she did. Right. Cause she, he was fixated on that that morning. Like you need to apologize for cutting me off. And she kept being like, I did not cut you off, but I'm sorry that you feel like you did feel like I did. Anytime you, I'm sorry, but you can't say, I'm sorry if I blah, 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 blah. You just have to say, even if you know you're right, I'm sorry that I blah, 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 and as a result, made you feel this way. Yeah. She's, I, I was getting upset. I felt like she would not let this go. It's hard, though, when you, like, I get where she's basically like, okay. No, I, I, I don't think I don't think she can I tell you a few prongs of my thoughts. Okay. A Michael is right. If an apology says, I'm sorry you felt that way, it's not a true blue apology. That's a person's way of saying, I don't agree with you. It didn't happen that way. So I will not apologize for it. But I'm sorry that your perception made you sad. Yeah. That is true. However, And so I do think that I'm sorry, but, or I'm sorry you felt that way. They're, they're, they're not real apologies. It's true. However, she doesn't want to back down because she's like, it did not happen the way he said it did. And I know that for a fact. And why do I have to take responsibility for something that I know I didn't do? And so you have to take, you have to take responsibility for something that you didn't necessarily do in the way that you're being well, accused of because you are trying to build a relationship. Sure. You're trying to build love and trust and comfort and forgiveness. And sometimes you just need to humble yourself and get over it because if you're trying to go through your marriage getting right, everything right, yeah, you're going to be alone. I'm sorry. Like, there are times that I've apologized for things that I know I was right about. But, (laughs) but, 
what's more important is us moving forward together. Yeah. Period. Um, yeah. And true. I think she's being too stubborn and she's not compromising here. And well, I think. Well, and then he gives. And that's the thing. He does give. He gives After that, that, that's when he goes, I'm sorry. This he is goes, what an apology looks accept. like. Well, he basically says, you know what? Going forward, I will accept whatever your version of an apology is. It's not fair for me to not accept your apology just because I would have done it differently or I think it should be different. Um, so, And then he ends up admitting that he has been told because then she hones in again on like, I felt disrespected this morning. I felt like you were condescending and aggressive. Mm-hmm. And he basically admits you're not the first person who's told me this. Mm-hmm. I've heard this from my sisters. I've heard this from multiple exes um, that when I'm trying to get a point across, I can be this way and I don't mean to be, but I am going to work on it from here on out. And that feels like what kind of turns everything around. Yeah. And I respect it, but then we just, it's over. So we don't know what comes next. Yeah. I, I, yeah. And I, I just did feel I mean, like, yeah, he had to be, he was the only one who, I'm he not had to saying, be the one that folded. Yeah. I'm not saying that, that he handled again. every situation right. Well, it's hard. By any we means. We didn't fight. see the morning fight. I just think like, I don't know. I just didn't, I don't think it's a great look from Jasmina to just be so holding on to yeah. and so blah, blah, blah. I'm like, you know what? This has got to be. Y- y- well, they're both know. clearly a little stubborn in their own ways. Yeah. And I just, I'm like, okay, I don't like it. Yeah. I'm. Bothers me. I don't know what to make of them yet. I just feel like we maybe know them the least. I need to see some like, Fun. I, I, need I, I know no. Fun. There's no fun and no romance at None. all right now. Everything is Which way too serious. Is why the preview looks exciting for next week. And they yeah. of course like have Michael saying, "This is the first time I've seen Jasmina smile this way since the wedding." Yeah. So that's. I mean, that gives Go me hope. Go kiss under a waterfall. Yeah. Like. Go chortle. Slip a on a pebble. Would you say slip on a pebble? <laughs> yeah, because they look like they're walking. <laughs> what the hell are you talking about? Well, I don't about? want them to get hurt, hurt, but I'm just saying, like, go walk by the creek and, like, the be creek? silly young lovers and skip and kiss. Okay, just uh, move on. This move is on. going off the rails. <laughs> uh, go skip on a pebble. No, what the fuck? I'm looking at I'm <laughs> The preview showed them in, like, a river. Okay. Like... All right. Laying down and splashing and walking. You know what, everyone? Just go skip on a pebble this week. <laughs> um, Take anyways, our advice. I, this is a, like, this This was, like, a really, really, really full episode. And this is a very long episode of Till Death Do Us Recap today. So I think that we need to close up shop. Um, but I'm really excited for what's to come. I, I mean, we clearly have a shit ton of drama, a shit ton of potential. And a shit ton of things to be worried about. And I think that there's just too much that we don't know yet at this stage. It's it's riveting. It's riveting TV. I have some lyrics to hit us with. I felt like the producers really hit us hard over the head with the lyrics this week. Okay, go. I want to hear. I haven't haven't felt... Compelled? Compelled yet in the season. And then, gosh, this episode was just like over and over again. So, literally right after Lindsay... Is like I'm still trying to figure him out. 
And then right before Stephen Noy's picnic, we get, can tell if this is love or not. Can tell if this is real or not. <laughs> oh, my god! So this is an, if, if you're new to the pod, this is an ongoing thing that we just get a kick out of pointing out is like these um, low budget versions of popular bands and or songs that they, you know, find for the show. And they usually are very, very, very on the nose lyrically. So it's like you feel like they're literally telling you what to think and feel with the words. So we have a little more right when Chris is going to meet Alyssa in that hotel bar. And she says, tell him not to come over here. Tell him not to come. You're just a problem every time you come around. You're a problem. Really on the nose. Yeah. Like, there's no subtlety. No. It's, it, oh, it's... and then we did have a ballad. There's a lot to say when there's no compromise. Serious ballad introing Jasmina and Michael's awkward dinner. It's <laughs> like... just so on the nose, and yeah. that's what makes it so funny. Yeah, it is what makes it so funny. Great job with the songs, babe. Yeah, and I don't claim that those are the, like, those are absolutely not the melodies. Like, that would be, I yeah. made them well, it would be a whole pod if you could do all the songs. Yeah, I can't, yeah. Power rankings time. You ready? Yep. All right, here we go. At number five, I have Chris and Alyssa. At number four, I have Mark and Lindsay, mm. the Sharks. Mm -hmm. At number three, I have Jasmina and Michael. Okay. At number two, I have Katina and Olajuwon. Mm -hmm. And number one, Steve and Noy. I gotta say, Katina and Olajuwon were really pulling at my heartstrings mm -hmm. towards the end of the episode. Mm -hmm. And then I remembered the rule I have for power rankings, which is if someone brags about sleeping with a mother, mother and daughter, they can't be on the top spot that week. <laughs> I oh, forgot the I forgot right. the bylaws when I created the power <laughs> rankings. Right. And you're not allowed to be on the top yeah, spot for that for that week. Yeah. For that week. Absolutely. Um, absolutely not. So there are power those, rankings. Those make perfect sense. I actually have nothing to come at you with. No arguments. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Breaking news. I know. There's no arguments on the Not power ranking? Not a single argument. Like, <sighs> it's just so obvious based on what we have just shared here today. That's great. Wouldn't you say? That's great. Okay. Well, this was a very dramatic episode, and we had so much fun recapping it for you. We hope you enjoy it. Share it with your frondies. And... Go skip on a pebble. Go skip on a pebble. Can't wait for the next app. We'll talk to you then. Bye. Bye.